Good evening. Uh, hope everyone's having a good day. Um, we're a little shorthanded this evening, so uh, we're recording again uh, live and uh, as well as on podcasts so uh, that everyone can still tune in. I know we still have quite a few out sick, so I um, hope that everyone is uh, getting well. Um, we had a few back this morning that were doing better, and so hopefully that uh, the Lord sees fit to restore all of our health so we can we can come together again. Um, this evening uh, I want to go over a topic that we've uh, we've been uh, kicking around a couple of other brothers and I and uh, think it's a good topic. It's always one worth studying. Uh, and so uh, some of the things uh, uh, may sound familiar to you. Um, I, I'm sure they are. Um, so we'll look at uh, Luke chapter 6 and verse 37 this evening. Luke chapter 6 and verse 37. It says, Judge ye not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. And forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Given, it shall be given unto you. In good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over. And shall men give into your bosom. For with all same measure that ye uh, meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. And he spake a parable unto them. Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into a ditch? The disciple is not above his master, but every one that is perfect shall be as his master. And why beholdest thou the mote in thy brother's eye, but perceivest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Either how canst thou say to thy brother, Let me pull the mote out of thine eye, when thou thyself beholdest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, cast out first the beam of thine own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to pull out the mote that is in thy brother's eye. So we'll stop there. Uh, we we've always we talk about the topic of brethren and uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, um, but the topic has come up of, of late: is how do we take care of our uh, our brothers and sisters? Well, <clears throat> we typically use the term brethren to de- to describe brothers and sisters in Christ. So um, this particular passage of scripture here, uh, the Lord is. Uh, addressing uh, how can you help one another with with when you perceive a problem in another person uh, that you know another brother or sister and and you have a problem that hinders you in your own well uh, in order for us to aid one another it's it is important for us first to look at ourselves and see what it is that hinders our brothers and sisters from doing well or to be able to help them their own problems well it is important, and I think that the Lord here was drawing that topic out so that we know that uh, this is a topic of, of concern. Uh, of course, we read there in those first couple of verses there where we started, it uh, talks about judging uh, one another. And of course, it, it, is, it, is, uh, it is an issue. Um, so he's telling them there, be careful, you know, uh, how, you, how you handle yourself and how you handle others, especially... Uh, when it comes to taking care of one another, um, <clears throat> that causes that causes quite a bit of issues. Um, let's look at Romans chapter twelve. 
Romans chapter 12 and verse 9. It says, Let love be without dissimulation, arbor what is, uh, that which is evil, and cling to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love, and honor preferring one another, not slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving, uh, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless them that persecute you and curse not. Rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one to another. Mind not the high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil, and provide things that is honest in the sight of all men. If it is possible as much life within you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather place, uh, un, rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, and I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For in doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head. And be not overcome evil, but overcome evil with good. The, the, the context of the scripture I particularly want to focus on is uh, verses nine and ten there he says let love be without dissimulation and arbor what is evil cling to what is good be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another so the scripture here uh, speaks of um, how we deal with one another in the lord's work um, he talks about not uh, without let love be without dissimulation don't don't be causing trouble he says, Arbor what is, abhor what is evil. Don't like the things that are evil, but strive to hold on to the things which are good. That is sometimes a hard practice, um, and, and it requires us to look at ourselves and our intents and how we handle things with one another. Uh, he says, be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love. When I think of brotherly love, it's not you know, your typical... Uh, you t see two two brothers, and I'll use this because my brother uh, and I are a couple years apart. Uh, we used to argue a lot, but the concept of that brotherly love is to have concern with one another, you know, camaraderie, uh, honoring and preferring one another, putting the other above yourself. <coughs> That's uh, something that that the world doesn't typically tend to do. They typically tend to promote self above all else. So we need to practice these things is what is what are, are to be practiced in the Lord's work. So let's look at Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. In verse one there it says then said unto un, he said unto the disciples it is impossible that offense uh, it is impossible but that offense will come but one to him through whom they come it'd be better for him to have a millstone to be hung about his neck than he cast into the sea than he should offend one of these little ones take heed to yourselves if thy brother trespass against thee rebuke him and if he repent forgive him and if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day he turn again to thee and saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive. So these couple of passages of uh, scripture here in Luke chapter 17 talks about offense, 
talks about uh, those uh, offending little ones, little ones not being uh, children, but those that are impressionable in the faith, those that are young in the faith. Um, particularly the word re- rebuke there uh, means to place value on or towards. That means that you're, you're concerned with that person. Um, and the concern of that person means that you place value on that, on that relationship. Well, that's the way we are to be valuing one another in Christ. And how do we do that except we honor our brothers more than ourselves? So placing them above, above us, above self. We've talked about this a number of times. Um, I know uh, in the past that if your brother has a need, you you help them. Uh, if they need clothing, if they need shelter, if they need food. Um, when we when we do these things, look at how uh, Christ cared for his brothers and sisters. Look look at that. Those people that were his neighbor. Jewish custom, we know neighbors were were your brothers and sisters, you know. So caring for one another takes on a different meaning when you look into that concept. Uh, providing for them if they have an eve, you know, the scripture I know in one place talks about it. <coughs> you know, why would you uh, give, them a, give them a snake when they're asking for, for other food? I mean, I'm, that's paraphrasing, but... But you get the concept, you know. If you have, if they have a need and you shut the door and you don't, you don't listen to them knocking, and you know you're you're ignoring a need. You're ignoring your your duty and your station as a brother in Christ or sister in Christ. So the importance there is that you love one another, you take care of one another. And then he goes on here in verses 3 and 4. He says, Take heed to yourselves if thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. That's that honor and prefer there. He says, Place value on the relationship. Because you care about them, you want them, you want to overcome this, this fault, this trespass, and forgive him. Then he goes, he says, If, you, if, they tra- if he trespass against you these seven times a day, and seven times he come again and say, I repent, thou shalt forgive. I made this statement the other night when I was studying that, that it says thou shalt forgive. That's a command. That is a command phrase there. It's not an option. Thou shalt forgive. Well, you know, it's it's important that we do those things. How else how else can we we uh help one another? Uh I know the Scripture says love covers a multitude of sins. Well, that's absolutely true. Just because something's going on that we don't like doesn't mean that it's uh, necessarily necessarily not what we're supposed to do. So consider those things. Love covers a multitude of sins. When we deal with our brethren, that that is exactly what Christ did. He gave his life and covered a multitude of our sins. So... Why should we not follow the example of Christ? After all, that's that's the body we're in. We're in the, we're in the body of Christ. Let's look at uh, 
Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. In verses 1 through 10 there, it says, Brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual resource such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. If a man think himself to be something when he has nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he rejoice in, uh, in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden, and let him that is taught of the word communicate unto him that teacheth all things good. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for so whatsoever a man soweth, so he shall also reap. For he soweth of his flesh, shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth of the Spirit shall reap of the Spirit everlasting life. Let us not be weary in doing well, for in due season we shall reap if we faint, if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially those of the household of faith. Ye who are, uh, see how large a letter I write unto you, unto, my, uh, unto you with mine own hand. So, we'll, we'll stop there. So, in this particular passage of Scripture, Brother Paul bears out, uh, talking about bearing your burdens and also uh, helping your brethren to bear their burdens. Um, is that not the same uh, principle and teaching that Christ, that Christ lived in his life? He bore our sins, um, us who were not not worthy, but yet because of the sacrifice of Christ, we have the opportunity to be have a covering for our sins. That uh, word there of bearing means to bear or take up, and it's from the root word basis or or foot of to support our brethren. And even in the struggles that they have, but yet we're still responsible for our own load. So consider consider that. Scripture here is to encourage us to take care of one another, but also to bear on burdens. We, we're not to be lazy in what we do, and we're not to uh, freeload, uh, but we are to bear one another's burdens. This is this is exactly how the Lord intended for it to be. So he encourages them there. He says, "For he that soweth of his own flesh shall reap uh, of the flesh corruption, but him that soweth in the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life." And he, and let us not be weary in doing well, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So. Don't get tired of doing these things because that's what we're called to do as servants of the Lord is to bear one another's burdens and to uh, help one another out. That's just exactly how the scripture bears these things out. Let's uh, consider that. Proverbs seventeen seventeen. Look at Proverbs seventeen seventeen. 
it says, A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Hmm. So, a friend loves at all times, but a brother is born for adversity. Why do you think that? Because bearing our, one another's burdens is a difficult task. There's, there's difficulty in this. Um, I, I know we uh, discussed ahead of the night was that serving the Lord and taking care of one another is, is, a, is hard business. It's, it can be sometimes very difficult. Uh, number one, you have thoughts and emotions and, and, and feelings, and sometimes we, we get our feelings hurt, and sometimes we, we, uh, we have difficulty with something someone says, but guess what? Our, our brothers and sisters need us, even in these difficulties. You know, and I'm thinking about, uh, especially right now, with, with so, much, so many of our folks sick, you get, get a chance to practice that. You get a chance to make sure that uh, your brother or sister doesn't need something when they're sick. Uh, uh, I've seen a lot of this happen where you go and you take them food or you check on them. You give them a call just to make sure there's not anything they need. Do you need a ride to the hospital if you're sick? Do you need a ride to the clinic? What can I do for you? Um, it, it's not a one-sided transaction. You know, it's it's not a look at me, look what I'm doing for you. It's your concern for them. Uh, you know, if something happens to, to someone's house or they have an accident, you're, you're right there with them. You're concerned for them. You want to make sure that they're okay. And, and that's exactly what a brother does in times of difficulty. So we were made for this, concerning our actions and to help one another. Um, scripture bears out that, you know, laying down your life for a friend so that they can, you know, survive, is that's a good thing. We're supposed to do that. We're supposed to lay down our lives for, our, for those that we love. <clears throat> Let's uh, turn over to Genesis chapter 4. hard not to talk about the subject and not talk about brothers. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 9. Actually, we'll back up to the first first part of that, that chapter. In verse 1, it says, And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare uh, his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, and Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the first things, uh, firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and unto his offering. But unto Cain and his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt not thine... Uh, Thou not be accepted, and if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall his desire, and shall, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I am. I, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? 
And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, and which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto you her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond thou shalt be. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. So, the we see here in the in the account of, of Cain slaying Abel that the Lord talked with Cain beforehand and said, you know, why are you wroth and why is your countenance fallen? The Lord knew what was going on. Cain's service and his sacrifice was not acceptable. And you see here that Abel's was. And the Lord says, if you do well, won't your countenance be lifted? Won't you have an opportunity to, to do good? But instead of, of looking at himself and his service there, it would seem to indicate that Cain became, went and talked with his brother and still became upset because he, his sacrifice wasn't pleasing. So instead of, of changing the way he served the Lord and the way he, he looking to his brother for help, he instead slew him. That completely goes against the scriptures we read and how we're to deal with our brother. So, he had an opportunity to do it and he squandered it. Instead, he killed his brother. And then when the Lord came to him, he says, he says, uh, where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? Well, he lied to the Lord also when the Lord knew exactly what happened. And then he goes on, he says, and he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And then we see that the Lord passed judgment on Cain for his, his, his brother being killed. How, how, how tragic that is. And we see this, uh, we don't see people sometimes, most of the time physically killed when we have issues amongst one another, but sometimes we will see people go for blood when someone has been upset. I'm ashamed to say in my lifetime that I've seen that happen, and I've seen the effects and the aftermath of it. And typically it spiritually kills someone. They leave and they never go back to serving the Lord because it it spiritually killed them. And that's that's what we want to avoid in service to the Lord. So let's consider how we how do we take care of our our brethren? How do we do this? Um, let's look at um, James chapter five. James chapter five. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll start there in uh, verse, let's see here, verse 7. It says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husband will wait for the uh, precious fruit of the earth, and have long patience for it, until he receives the early and latter rains. But ye also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. 
And behold, the judge standeth before the door. Take my brethren, the prophets, who have spoken the name of the Lord for an example of suffering and afflictions and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Yea, we have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. But above all things, my brethren, swear not neither by heaven nor by earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay be nay, lest ye fall into condemnation. Is there any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him and anoint him with oil of the name of, in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him, uh, raise him up and he that hath committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one another uh, for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. <clears throat> and I'll stop there. So here we have what? We have a demonstration here of us uh, as the husbandman there waiting for the precious fruits as we long for the return of the Lord. He says, Be ye also patient, establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. He says, grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Holding a grudge, holding something against a brother, that's not part of how the Lord functions, is it? He tells us to forgive others as, as they trespassed against us. So that's part of, of tending to the needs of our brothers, forgiving them when they've done these things. Again, I said earlier that the scripture bears out that love covers a multitude of sins. And as the Lord covered our sins, I think it's important for us to do that. It doesn't mean that, that we're to overlook them, but we're to help them through their struggle. And vice versa, they help us in our struggle. So he encourages them here. He says, Behold, we count them happy which endure. And you have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen at the end of the Lord that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. And during the afflictions that we face... It's important for us to, to, to have this patience. Uh, I think it's important for us to also have it with one another. He goes on there and he says, If you're afflicted, let uh, is anyone among you afflicted, let him pray. Is he married? Let him sing psalms. He goes on, if you're sick. And then he addresses something. He says, And the prayer of the faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he hath committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. And he goes on, he talks about confessing your faults. And pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Our prayer is absolutely important in our service to the Lord. And especially praying for one another. That is, that is the most effective tool that we have in this life. is communicating with the Lord. Um, our desires for our brethren, for strength for comfort, and the adversity that we face. Serving the Lord is not easy. We have a lot of temptations out there and a lot of things that, that will pull us away and divert our attention. But the important purpose and intention is that we serve the Lord with our whole self. And if we're distracted, how can we care for one another? We certainly can't provide the support that we need if we're wholly distracted in other things in life. After all, we 
have submitted ourselves in baptism, we are all about serving the Lord. And for us to be distracted from that, we're not fulfilling our calling here. We're not fulfilling the, the promise that we made to the Lord when we submitted ourselves in scriptural baptism. So, consider that. Consider what this scripture says here. It goes on saying, confess your faults one to another. How can we help some uh, uh, someone in our assembly sometimes if we don't confess our faults to one another? Um, after all, we're, we're supposed to be a building fitly joined together. What? For the purpose of honor and glorifying our God. So why would we not do that? Why would we not pray for one another? That's, that's the importance that the Scripture seems to bear out here in the fifth chapter of James there. And uh, let's see here. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Second Corinthians chapter 2. It says, But I determined this with myself, that I would not come against you in heaviness. For if I for my sa- uh, make you sorry, who is he then that maketh me glad, but the same which is made sorry, sorry by me? And I wrote the same unto you, lest when I came I should have sorrow for them of whom I ought to rejoice, having confidence in you all, that my joy is the joy of you all. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote unto you with many tears, and not that you should be grieved, but that you might know the love which I have more abundantly unto you. But if any of you cause grief, have hath not grieved me, he hath not grieved me, but in part, that I may not overcharge you all. Sufficient to such a man is this punishment which was inflicted of many. So that counterwise... Ye ought rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Wherefore I beseech you that ye would confirm your love toward him, for to this end also did I write, that I might know the proof of you, whether ye be of obedience in all things, to whom ye forgive any thing, I forgive also. For I, if I forgave anything, to whom I forgave it for your sakes, forgave I it in the person of Jesus Christ. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened unto me of the Lord, I had no rest in spirit, because I found not Titus my brother, but taking my leave of them I went to Macedonia. Now thanks be unto God, and always causes us to triumph in Christ, and make manifest the savor of the knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ, and them that are saved, and in them that, that perish. To the one we are the savor of death unto death, and to the other the savor of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as in the sight of God, speak we in Christ. So Paul was talking regarding this brother that was mentioned over in 1 Corinthians that was that was uh, ejected from the church, for lack of a better word. And he, he said, I, 
I, I write not to you, I wrote not to you to cause you sorrow. He says, he says, I would the same unto you, lest when I came I should have sorrow from them of whom I ought to rejoice, having confidence in you all that the, my joy is the joy of you all. He says, down in verse 5, But if any have caused grief, he have not grieved me, but in part, that I might overcharge you all. We know that the encouragement there was to receive that brother back, so, you know, just in case that he might be overcome with much sorrow. It seems that through some of that communication and through some of the church discipline there that they had uh, practiced, that, uh, that this brother was, was sorrowful and repentant of what he had done. So it says, counterwise, you ought rather to forgive him and and comfort him, lest perhaps one of you should be swallowed up with uh, with excuse me, one should be swallowed up with much sorrow over much sorrow. Wherefore I beseech you that you would confirm your love toward him. The encouragement there was for the church that exercised discipline on this this man to to show their love, to comfort and encourage them. It wasn't so that the man would be cut off and never have an opportunity to serve the Lord again, but for them to demonstrate the love of the Lord and a desire for him to do what is right in the sight of the Lord. So that's what brethren do. They help one another. They help them overcome the burdens. And sometimes these things do get messy like this right here. But just as the Lord didn't desire for anybody to perish, why, why should we feel any different? Uh, we're not in any position in the Lord to, to to say this one can stay and this one must go, and and that we are we are commanded to to proclaim the gospel of Christ, and that is not what the Scripture bears out. So let us consider those things. We've seen here in the account of this dealing with this brother here, in the account of Cain and Abel, and the Scripture that we've looked at, what the Scripture talks about about. How do we take care of our brethren? Our brethren. So let us consider that. How do we take care of our brethren? How are how are we taking care of our brethren? Are we are we uh, not doing what we're supposed to? Are we lagging behind, or are we are we causing problems because we think someone's not doing enough? Or what are we doing? How are we how are we taking care of our brothers and sisters in Christ? Because we don't have anybody else. We've got each other. Um, this is not, not a battle. It should not be a battle amongst ourselves. But that we would show the love and that we would follow after the self-same example that Christ set for us. I mean, goodness... If Jesus loved his enemies, you know, we need to show the love. We need to show the love to our brethren more than we would show, you know, our those outside. But we've got to discipline ourselves and 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 love one another and follow after the Scripture and also show this self the same love to those outside so that they can see the great surpassing. Uh, joy of what it is to serve the Lord. Jesus did that. It's our duty to do the same thing. But how can we how can we not do that if we don't take care of one another as well? So 
I hope that this has been an encouragement for you all, and uh, thanks for joining in this evening. And I know I see uh, uh, Joe and Connie on tonight. I think I saw Melissa um, Horn. And I, I know I saw Brother Gary Morris on there shortly, So, and Sister Karen. So I uh, hope you all have, uh, have gotten something out of this encouraging, and those that are that are watching, uh, uh, do pray for one another and encourage one another in, in, the, in the Scripture and that we not lose, lose courage in serving the Lord. Um, it is a difficult time of illness and sickness and mandates, and it's, it's not an easy thing, but let us take courage that we have a God that provides all that we need, the healing and the, the protection and the love that we need. So let's look to the Lord and, and encourage one another and strengthen one another, and that's how we take care of each other. Um, so I hope everybody has a good week. And uh, again, remember those that are sick and, and ailing and uh, maybe the Lord will restore their health and we can administer to them in the ways that we need to. Oh, doing this, we'll, we'll close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this day and we thank you for all your many blessings. Lord, we just ask that you would forgive us of our shortcomings before you. Lord, help us to see how it is that we can best take care of one another, Lord, and and to follow after the example that your son has given us. Lord, we ask that you would help us to increase our faith and our desire to serve you more, Lord, and uh, give us a desire to study your word and that we might uh, continue to encourage and exhort one another in your work. We ask that you would be with those of our brethren that are serving everywhere, Lord, and we pray that you would continue to lead God and protect us and prepare this week as we go, go into it, Lord, that we would proclaim your word to others and we would live a life that would be an example to others. Lord, we ask that you'd forgive us of our shortcomings before you and all these things in Christ. Now we pray. Amen. All right, everybody, I hope you have a good rest of the day and stay safe and healthy.